Miss Felicia Shakespeare. Thank you for tuning in to the Beyond Podcast with your host, Felicia Shakespeare. I'm so happy to be back with you today. Also, I'm happy to reintroduce my guest, Sybil Amuti. Sybil was my guest on the last episode, and we are returning today for part two of our conversation about the important topic of overcoming. So please, once again, hang tight, take notes, and enjoy the rest of the show. And I'll be back at the end. I want to love myself the way God loves me. I want to see myself the way God sees me. Like, I want that. That felt like something that was so unattainable because God kept trying to tell me who I was and show me. And I was like, you think so much of me. <laughs> I want to I wanna know me like you know me. Because apparently I'm more bomb than I realized. So I want to, yeah, that's legitimately it. I was like, I am so impressed with your impression of me. I want to know me. And I became curious. I don't see me the way he sees me. I need to know me the way God knows me. Because I like the way he describes me. I said, I just, I became so impressed by the things that God would say. I was purely, I was sold on what he was saying to me. And I said, I want to know me the way you know me, because that, that person seems amazing. And I want to be able to understand how to live like her. And that became a quest for me to understand that. And it, and, and, and things became way more simple. And what I realized that we as humans are so process oriented, um, that we get so caught up we think that we have to be a finished work before we are ready to be presented to the world, before anyone can embrace us, before <clears throat> before love is made available, before God is made available. And, and we've gotten it all wrong. So true. So true. You know, and I love the way you said that, you know, you, you figured it, you figured it out, you know, that it was something because he was already letting you know that there was something great. And, and, and isn't that so true? So, so many times people fail to become who they were intended to be because they never figured out who they were in the beginning. Yeah. And that's, that's so right. awesome to know that, you know, like you said, that's who, that's what serving God will do. It will actually bring you just really to self-awareness, you know, to really understand right. that I do have a purpose. So if I'm hearing you right, you know, you, you know, you did figure it out. And I think through many, many pivotal moments. So what would you say, you know, cause as you said, you are, you know, when, like I said, when I read your bio, I am totally like, wow, she is awesome. You know, you know, there's so many things that you've accomplished, you know, as you said, if we, if we could go on now over a little bit more into just even the, the things you've been able to do. So what would you say happened, you know, in those times to make you, you know, what, what helped you get to those points where you were able to see, hey, I can, you know, be a, a brand strategist and I, you know, I can be one of the best and serve some of the top, you know, you've served people like Tony Robbins, you know, the, I mean, I think that's right in and of itself, you know, Bishop Jakes, Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift, these are some amazing clients, you know, just, you know, by name, if we, if we, if we want to just drop some names per se, what was it? that got you to that point to make those decisions, even in your career and life to know even some of the other things you were supposed to do as far as your career and your business profession? I really think um, I'm, I'm also um, aware of like what I'm good at. 
I'm very aware of, of what I'm good at and I'm really great. Um, I'm a very logical person. And so that can make faith very complex for me, right? Because I'm very logical. Uh, but at the same time, um, I know that I'm good at helping people to tell their story. And so um, what, what people don't know is you can, you can work on a team that brings uh, a brand strategy to pass and never actually work with the people by whom you strategize. So one of the things that I got um, completely taxed by was helping other people's story come to life and not fully telling my own story, um, wow. which was me helping to, helping other people to build their legacy, um, be it at a brand activation or coming up with um, a foundation plan for um, something or helping Tony with the book launch or whatever that is, um, helping other people's stories come to light, but not being completely honest with my whole story. And so in 2014 is where, where I had the realization that I was still only living out one part of my story, though I was performing well in my career. Mm-hmm. And there were th- I was working on projects that I loved and was passionate about. Um, I was still only only doing a percentage of what I knew was um, my story. And I needed to spend more time investing in my story and making it come alive. Um, but that I was still afraid because, again, I'm born the youngest of five kids. Mm-hmm. I've always had someone holding my hand. Right. And so, and I didn't realize that until it was time for me to walk on my own. And I felt afraid because I was like, wait, who's going to support me? X, Y, and Z. And I had to realize, even by by nature of my family structure, um, walking alone was going to be complex. I'm the youngest. People always want to tell the youngest what to do and make sure the youngest is okay. And even though the youngest thinks they're fiercely independent, you know, you still, you are born into a structure. I was born into a family. I, I was born into marching orders, you know? So, <laughs> so, so, the, so pretty much the youngest spends a lot of their time trying to, trying to, really just make some noise and make it clear to people that I can do this on my own, get out my way, you know? Um, And so um, I came to the realization that I was afraid, more afraid than I realized because I thought I needed help when I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need the help that I thought I needed. I needed to learn how to collaborate. Yes. But I didn't need anyone to tell me that I was prepared, that I knew I was prepared because God told me I was prepared. You get what I'm saying? So so um, that was that was 2014 was that moment for me. I came to the realization that I needed to step outside of what I had spent a number of years building and doing and focusing on um, serving women uh, with wisdom and practical tools and solutions, things that I've learned along the way, insights that um, that I have found valuable to my life and to some of the successes that I've had and make it available to other people. Um, while also helping people tell their tell their story, get their legacy story out there, understanding we're building our legacy every day. When you wake up right. and you make choices for how you live, you're establishing you're establishing your legacy. You're establishing your your funeral, your obituary. You're establishing all of these things are taking place not when you die, but how you live. So, um, I wanted to make sure that I work with clients who were interested in forming their stories more. And that was it. And I started to chart a path and uh, partnered with a friend and we started to great girlfriends and um, started taking on clients that wanted to consider their hundred year story. We are living longer than we've ever lived as humans, mm-hmm. not ever, but longer than we lived in the past 
I want to say 30 years. So considering our 100-year plan, it's it's time for us to think. Think about 75-year-old Sybil. What's her story going to look like? But, you know, Felicia, what's your story going to look like when you're 85? What's going to be the milestones, you know, that you've accomplished or things that are in place that help to serve your, your grandchildren and your legacy? So those things, I wanted to do more of that and make help people become more conscious of their legacy story. And that yeah. was it. Yeah, and you, I know you refer to that as your passion project. Do you feel that that has, has evolved to a different space since you've taken on that? The Completely. Completely evolved. Um, you know, when I think passion project, um, for me, was a way to keep something safe and small so that I could do other things that I thought were bigger. Um, so that was me speaking from a place of, well, I'm going to keep it small. I'm going to try to keep it contained um, so that I can manage it. And that just that was just not reasonable. <laughs> it was just, it, it, yeah, it wasn't the way God intended uh, because the great girlfriends grew rapidly um, and, and um, became way more um, than a passion project. And I think so that for me that, yeah, that was me trying to play safe. And I think of that, you know, I automatically think of that book uh, by Sarah Jakes Roberts, Don't Settle for Safe. When I hear you talk about yep. the evolution of that. And when I say that, when, when I say so let's move on, even on to the business side, would you say, uh, is this something now that is rendering revenue or is this something that you're, you're you know how, how is it all set up you know as far as cause I know we have you know I know you have the legacy role and I know we, we could talk about that a little bit too when you're ready um so how, so how has that evolved like or is this something that you're just doing now or is this something that is a part of your business model uh, meaning great girlfriends or girlfriends. Which, which, yes I'm great sorry yes great, great girlfriends oh great girlfriends yes so yes um Yes. So for me, every passion project should, you know, generate revenue and revenue should be a part of the model. Otherwise, it will literally be an arts and crafts project. Like you have to be conscious of um, your your streams of revenue and the ways that you're going to introduce that. So absolutely. Um, podcasting as a median um, has huge revenue generating opportunity um, as you move into podcasting. You want to be conscious of the ways that you are not just a podcaster, but a content creator and storyteller. And that's going to be the way that your um, revenue model comes to life. Because as a content creator, you're able to distribute your content across various mediums. Right. And so you're not just, I'm not just a podcaster, I'm a content creator. And the content that I create moves across different mediums. And that's where the revenue is generated. And that's where the speaking engagements in the conference and the advertising um, and other opportunities to create content come about. So, um, yes, so they, so they are saying it to say they do generate revenue. Thank God. Um, but I will say this when you are building a passion project, it's, it's important to think about building revenue. It's also important in the first three years not to plan to make money, meaning you're not earning money. Anything right. that you earn goes into the business. So you're not going out and having steak dinner. Um, in year one, two, or three, you're taking that money and reinvesting it into the infrastructure of the business so that it can grow and you can continue to do more, expand your offering. That makes any sense. So, yes. So, from, yeah. So, um, yes. So, so yes. 
to answer your question, yes. But I wanted to make sure people that anyone who's in the middle of a, I have a passion project will think about the ways that it's going to make money um, as you're building. But also don't don't plan to live off of it. Plan to reinvest it so that you can grow the infrastructure of your um, of your company while you're building, while you're creating your product, you know? Absolutely. And I'm glad we, we, we flushed that out because I think sometimes when people hear that they have a passion project or, you know, even I've heard people, you know, you know, people have, you know, shared with me, oh, no, that's a fun thing to do. But when you really want to do something, you need to do blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of funny, you know, how, how sometimes others would want to dilute, you know, and that's why it's so important to know your purpose and know that yeah. I'm walking in what I'm purpose to do. The next thing will lead me to the next thing. And I'm not out here just wasting my time and just doing something for fun. And, you know, cause I think sometimes, you know, that is unfortunately how it's categorized when you do feel, because, you know, there are a number of women, you know, and, and, you know, in their own right and in their own land. And definitely you have yours, you know, with wanting to help further women, you know, wanting to help further the cause of professional development and personal growth. You know, that's one of my things. And I'm working, you know, I kind of got birthed in me just last year on a solo basis. So I'm not partnered with anyone. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, but once again, moving forward in purpose, you know, and, and, and like mm-hmm. you said, beyond the passion and, you know, you know, that's so important to understand. And you did mention, and I'm so excited when I read about it, I was just really, uh, you know, just also just uh, once again, excited to hear about your mission with the Great Girlfriends. I know you have a conference that's coming up this year. Did you want to talk about that? Yes, we have a conference coming up June 13th through 15th. So we, uh, the Great Girlfriends, for those who don't know, is a personal and professional development um, platform for women. Um, and we launched it as a podcast. And it was launched off of the, out of the need for myself and my business partner, Brandis, to do what we thought was consolidate office hours that we were spending individually with mentees and turn it into something. I'm sorry. I said, right. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. And so our our idea was, oh, we'll, we'll just put this on a podcast and then our mentees can access it and um, it will give us more time back. That was what we thought we were doing. Um, but the vision for the brand was always bigger, but we thought, okay, well, this is where we'll start and this is where it'll stay. But, but, Brandis and I are both um, serial and almost crazy in some of the things that we like to do as entrepreneurs. And so um, we try not to tell each other no. We try to say, how can we do it? You know, so that's our model. If we want to do something, how can we make it happen? All right, this is how we're going to make it happen. We might get a little crazy in the middle, but we're going to make it happen um, to know that it's possible. And so uh, we launched the podcast and a conference in the same year. And the conference came about because women who listened to the podcast decided that they wanted to have a conference. And so our idea has been supply and demand. If they demand it, we'll supply it as long as they continue to demand it. And so we launched the, the podcast and the conference at the same, well, not the same time. So it's four, we're four years into the podcast and we're four years into the conference. Every year we host it in New York. Um, we partner with brands who believe in our mission and want to support women who are uh, really eager to kickstart their business or already in business, but want to learn how to collaborate and build connection and community. A lot of women still say they still don't have their tribe. Um, and so we, we believe that every woman deserves a great tribe, but maybe you haven't met your tribe yet. 
So right. if you come to our conference, you'll have a chance to meet some amazing women who um, are passionate about supporting one another and want to see you grow and want to believe in you. Um, but you got you have to bring that to the table too. So, um, right. Right. <laughs> so that's what the conference is about. It's June 13th through 15th and tickets are available at thegreatgirlfriendsconference.com. And we haven't announced our speakers yet. We typically wait um, until April, roughly April, when we announce the speakers and all that information, because we want the people who want to be there for the sake of being there first. And then the people that are there because they hear certain speakers, okay, then, you know, then they're welcome. You're welcome as well. But the people that um, purchase the early tickets are the people who um, are podcast listeners who have made the decision to say yes and come to the conference and are gathering their girlfriends and, you know, setting up a good girlfriend weekend. Oh, and one of the great things about the conference, uh, this year, um, Essence named it one of the top 10 conferences, one of the top conferences that um, women who want to level up in 2019 um, should be attending. So we were excited about that. Yeah. Yes, Thank I think you, Essence. That announcement. That was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And we were pretty grateful. So thank you, Essence, if you're listening. <laughs> um, thank you so much for that mention and recognition. It just says your work doesn't go unnoticed, you know? That's right. And I love the way you put it. If, you know, when they want to, sh- you know, when someone wants to show up authentically, you know, for the support, for the help. And if you didn't hear what uh, Sybil said, the early bird tickets are available now and uh, they're going to announce their speakers in April. But it's important that, you know, like you say, you're doing this already out of the right vein or motivation. And that is to become the best, you know, the better part of who you who you are and just to grow and develop. And as you pointed out, find your tribe. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, Doers and disruptors is the title uh, of the theme of the conference this year. So uh, God willing, I may be in New York, uh, June. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to speak it out right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would love to support that. So, yeah. And I'm just so excited. Once again, I'm so proud of you and, you know, just all you know, uh, of what I've seen, like I said, it's, you know, it's one thing that's what I love about, you know, just the way the world is set up now, although we can be distant in, in, in geography, yet at the same time, there is something about like-mindedness and we are drawn, you know, we we tend to be drawn to people, and, and, you know, that are, you know, that are in, in, in that same vein or just on that same road. And so what I'm hearing today, you know, that resonates with me so clearly, you know, wanting to serve people, you know, always serving. You know, of course, having God as a foundation, you know, and that's so yeah. And of course, having overcome, you know, so you are my guest today. So I'm just, I'm just so excited to hear, you know, and to see how far, you know, you have, you know, you've, you've, you've just evolved, you know, and all of you overcome to be who you are. And I think there's one more thing I wanted you to bring out, you know, even, even in what you're doing as far as what your purpose is, uh, as far as there's a, there's a part of your, uh, brand also known as Brave Life. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh my goodness. So, which is my baby. So, um, I feel like I have a few babies though, honestly. So, <laughs> but Brave is one of my babies. So just when I thought I didn't have any more time to do more, um, I just got that nudge, that little whisper from God to set up a life class, a mentoring program, um, for women who would who would want it, plain and simple. And so last year, I launched Brave, which is an intimate growth circle for women. And it is an opportunity for 
me to pay forward anything that I've learned, um, spiritual principles that I use to navigate uh, marriage, motherhood, um, managing my time, managing business, managing relationships, um, setting expectations, defining my quality of life, things that um, allow us to have passion, to have zest, enjoy for for living the life that we need we need to live and also getting over those humps those blocks those mental blocks yes. um that keep us from thriving personally and i say personally because felicia so many women are thriving professionally but really thirsting for a life personally and you honestly cannot isolate one over the other and expect to have a really fulfilling life so um I've sort of intertwined my personal and professional life so that the two support each other. And um, my per- my professional career supports my kids and my husband, vice versa. And um, it's one big pot for me, but it helps to serve my quality of life. So really, um, Brave is about helping people to define their quality of life, um, helping people to set the terms for, for their success. Um, helping you to grow and be stimulated by asking yourself the right questions, things that are going to lead you to the answers that you need. We're asking old questions and expecting new answers. Well, how this and why this and X, Y, and Z, those questions aren't going to serve you in this season. So really being clear on the type of questions that you should be asking yourself um, so that you get the answers you're looking for in this season. And um, yep, so I started it last year and I was like, okay, God, am I, doing more of Brave this year. And yes, I am (laughs) going back into another year of Brave. We had 100 women last year participate in Brave. Yes. And so um, I'm opened up now. I have a current class that's going through the month of February and the next class will open up for the month of March and we'll keep going from there. And are the classes on a monthly basis or is that the... the They are. Okay. They, so originally they were on a quarterly basis, but um, this year I'm doing them on a monthly basis. And the reason is because I want to be able to turn people over faster to get them um, so that they can get their results um, a little, they have more, more time throughout the year to accomplish more, basically. Awesome. Well, Sybil, I am so appreciative of you being here today. Uh, it seems as though you're doing it all seamlessly, seamlessly, but at the end of the day, I know that has everything to do with how you're hearing and, and getting directives and, and moving forward in your faith. And, and, and it sounds like, you know, you just, you know, there's so much more that's going to come from you, you know, and, and of course, there's already a lot that we could all, all glean from as women. And of course, if we want to level up even more, let's not forget to support Sybil and her conference the Great Girlfriends Conference is coming uh, June. Uh, and she's already shared that information. I believe it's available on Eventbrite. Is that correct? Yep. And you can get tickets at thegreatgirlfriendsconference.com. Okay. Well, once again, do you have any final thoughts for us? I do. Anyone that's out there in the middle at the beginning or even have a question mark um, in your head about whether or not, you know, you should step out in faith and go after that thing that you feel, that 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 itching, that urging uh, that's on your heart. I would say that faith isn't free. It comes with the cost, the sacrifice of something. It's going to come with the sacrifice of something, but the reward of knowing that you gave yourself a chance, that you really gave yourself a shot at something magnificent, 
is so much greater. And so I just want to challenge you to believe in yourself like never before and pursue your dreams like never before, because this is the time. You don't get any more time. This is the time you get. And we have to do with it what we've been called to do so that we can see what God wants us to see. We are at the end of the episode with my very special guest, Sybil Abutin. I hope you had a chance to listen to both part one and two, just to take this conversation in its fullest context. Thank you so much for listening. And please remember to once again, go on and subscribe to the show. Please also feel free to leave comments so I know that you are listening. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on Beyond. Miss Felicia Shakespeare. 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 Beyond.